Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, guys, we did it again today. We confess to one another that we are, by nature, sinful and unclean. We have not loved God with our whole heart, and we have not loved each other as ourselves. And this is something of which we should confess and repent. And we do this every week. We come every week with a long list of how we've lived against God's will. And we do it every week because we amass quite a few sins every week. Even as the regenerated, we do this. Even with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, our old Adam often wins out. I liked when I was typing my manuscript, I, uh, I had to make a change because I typed and I meant to put wins out. Our old Adam sins out. Either one of those works. And I was like, okay, we're all sinners and we should repent and turn from those sins. But Paul's message to the church in Rome from today's text is this. We have enough trouble with the law as it is. And yes, the law is good and wise. It shows us our sin and shows us our Savior. But it also can cause us to look upon others with contempt. We have enough trouble with the law as it is. Don't add on things that aren't there, that God has not commanded and make them requirements and look down on others when they aren't doing things the exact way that you are doing. Things in which we have Christian freedom, right? Things in which we might say, boy, that person should really do it this way, even though God hasn't commanded that it be done this way. What are those things, you might ask? One of the things that Paul mentions is diet. So there's a sort of kerfuffle, um, a uncomfortableness about eating meat. And you say, well, why is that? Well, a lot of times when you did that in Greco-Roman culture, as the Greco-Roman culture interacts with the Christian one, and even uh, in Judaism, uh, a lot of people are sacrificing meat to idols. And in one area, Paul says, don't do that. But the problem is that instead of just not eating meat sacrificed to idols, some people said, well, this has, meat has too much baggage. Uh, I'm just not going to eat meat at all. Right? Too much baggage. I'm just not going to eat it at all. Now, in our current context, we don't have that problem. So let's look at it from our own perspective, just talking about food. And I don't think we have as much of a problem with this as they did then, but... Mmm. One person might eat anything and everything. Yeah, maybe just because that's what they like and that's what they were raised on, but... To put the best construction on everything, let's say that in their heart, they receive everything with thanksgiving from God. I am so thankful that we can have bacon, that we're not restricted on our diet, or uh, that we can have shrimp, we're not restricted on our diet. Or if you really want to go nuts, you can have bacon-wrapped shrimp. Jews can't have either of those, see? 
We receive everything with thanksgiving from God, aware that Jesus himself ate fish and lamb. If he's eating the Passover meal, he's eating lamb. Now, others among you, I don't know if anyone here, might be vegetarian or vegan. Maybe they just do it for health reasons. Or let's put the best construction on everything and say, out of respect for all of God's creatures, and because they don't want to play a part in those creatures suffering unjustly and cruelly, and because they recognize that we've been given dominion over the creatures of the earth, which means to rule as a benevolent, loving, caring king. This is how they consider the welfare of other creatures and live their life according to it. What's the right point of view? That is a flawed question. Though God once forbade certain foods as part of the ceremonial law, to set his people apart, Christ has fulfilled the ceremonial law and declared all foods clean. If you'd like to know more about that, you can look at Mark 7, verse 19, or you can look at Peter's vision in Acts chapter 10. And so now, what we eat falls under something called, it's a $10 word, calls adiaphora. But yes, all foods have been declared clean, and then there, you know, there's the one person that likes bacon, and there's another person that really likes the pig, right? <laughs> to eat bacon or not to eat, what's your conviction, right? And you can see where both ends contain a, a kernel of truth. And this falls under something called, it's a fancy word, it's a $10 word, right? Adiaphora, adiaphora. Neither commanded nor forbidden by Scripture. Eat meat, don't eat meat. Either way, it's okay if it's done in faith and not as a means to earn God's favor. It's okay if it's done in faith and your personal piety. Okay? And you say, well, yeah, we don't have a problem with this now, but there is an area where this has intersected of faith and life, and that's about Lent. Right? That's about Lent. And I'm guilty. I've been guilty of this myself. Lent. Some people give stuff up for Lent. They give up chocolate. They give up cow. They give up, you know, pop or soda. And some of us who say, well, look on, look on that person with contempt. Say, what good does that do anyone? That's not required by Scripture. Let's put the best construction on everything and say they do it to remind themselves of our Lord's suffering and anguish. Do we dare look on this with contempt? Paul says, no, do not. Don't take, right, the attitude of, well, I actually take up something during Lent. I volunteer at the soup kitchen. Why do I do it? Well, let's put the best construction on everything. And we do it to remind ourselves of what the Lord did for us. That extra burden, that burden that he bore in the season of Lent where we think about his passion and death. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, yeah. And then here's another one. Um, you might notice something different about me. No, it's not my face, but that's different, too. There's something different about me today. Anybody want to guess what it is? 
Somebody's saying it. Stole. Okay? This can be a big deal. Not wearing a stole. (gasps) It's good if we wear the stole because it reminds us that that person is yoked, is a servant of Christ. That's one of the reasons why it's there in the authority of the office, right? We're no better off if we do. We're no better off if we don't. It's helpful. It's part of our Lutheran heritage. But as soon as you say you have to do it, and if you don't do it, you're not as good as us, we've got a problem. When it comes to our preferences... And when we deal with this kind of thing, it's a real mess. We feel superior to someone else, or someone else feels superior to us, and because we say, well, I don't feel superior, so now I'm superior, you can see the mess that it creates. We have enough problems with real sins, right? With forgiving others of real sins, And who have incurred debt against us according to God's law. And here's the part where I want you to hear, oh, he's saying we can do whatever we want. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. When we are actually sinning, we are to rebuke, we are to correct. We're not to pass judgment, but we're to rebuke and correct and call others to repentance. That's part of the Christian life. But when it comes to freedom, when it comes to adiaphora, Don't have contempt or judge the faith of the person next to you and nitpick on the ways and the things in which we are free. And don't judge them either according to even if they're sinning. You know, we we exhort, we rebuke, correct. But here's the deal. You don't need to knock someone else down to feel better about yourself. After all, somebody already got knocked down for you to lift you up. Somebody already endured hell so that you might gain heaven. Somebody became poor so that you might become rich. Somebody became despised so that you might become treasured. Somebody became sin so that you might be declared the righteousness of God. And yes, it is Jesus. You don't need to knock someone else down to lift yourself up. Because you are, you're lifted up as high as you're going to be able in Christ Jesus. You don't need to get any higher. And so that's why Paul says, let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. And then it's really important what he says. Because this is adiaphora. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or that he falls. I have contempt for this person I'm about to tell you about. In the 19th century, there was a native of Hanover, Germany, and he made arrangements to have Big, huge marble slabs laid across his grave. And the slabs were to be bound together with iron bands and covered with a big, giant boulder that weighed nearly two tons. 
And his grave bore this inscription. This grave is purchased for eternity. It shall never be opened. Why did he do this? Supposedly, he had done it as a message in defiance against the gospel. And I have contempt for that. And then I realize, why should I be having contempt on someone else when I myself have come to faith and have received grace and mercy and salvation only by God's grace? Something amazing happened in Hanover, Germany at this gravesite. A poplar seed began to sprout and it began to grow within the tomb and press its way up toward the light. Growing over the years, believe it or not, it broke the bands, moved the boulder, and opened up the grave. I thought of John 12 when I heard this story. When Jesus proclaimed, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And what does that glory entail? Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. It is purely by God's grace and mercy, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the seed that has broken open our chained hearts and minds. It's not your doing. Jesus didn't press his way toward the light. Jesus is the light for us. He is the light that shatters sin, death, doubt, fear, and darkness of every horrid shade and shape. Jesus did not love his own life, but gave it for you that you might have eternal life and broke the bands of death rolled away the stone of the tomb and opened up the way to everlasting life for you and for me. We didn't do it. He did it. This is what Jesus has done for those who do not do things by the book. And so why should we cast disparagement on those who don't do things by our book? Our book with fallen, sinful human preferences that often seem much more important to us than what God has spoken and what God has commanded. What really matters most? Meat? No meat? Abstaining for Lent? Not abstaining for Lent? First service, second service, child at Grace Lutheran School, child in the public school, member at Beautiful Savior for 40 years, member at Beautiful Savior for four days. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? Each of us will have to give an account to God, and it is before his master, his own master, that he stands or that he falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. The Lord is able to make him stand. The Lord knows hearts. You do not. Trust the Lord's judgment. When Christ speaks, come to the faithful. The faithful will come to eternal life. When God speaks, depart. Those without faith, 
will depart to eternal condemnation. God will determine and God will judge. It is left alone to him who sees the heart and who has made hearts clean. More appropriately, it is left to him alone who opens and guides the heart by faith to receive salvation in Christ Jesus and what he has done. And he, not you, he has done it. Hear these words once more. It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld. For the Lord is able to make him stand. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.